Welcome back. Wednesday edition, J. Martin Ramon, 104.5 The Zone. Always glad to have you with us. Always glad to have the fam up early, and they are up early and often right now. On Twitter, voting in the Picture Me poll and at J. Martin and Ramon. Is Auburn a better job than Tennessee is our question today. Always show your work in the comments. We welcome in our good friend Jeff Schwartz, my mm-hmm. often frequent partner on Fox Sports Radio, who now has his own weekend show there. Jeff Schwartz is smarter than you podcast as well as Sirius XM. Jeff, what's up, man? Not much. Not much. I got, a, I got like a, like almost 10 hours of sleep last night. I feel like a new human today. Kind of nice. <laughs> When's the last time you got 10 hours of sleep? Um, Probably before football came back when I wasn't working mm-hmm. every night. All right, Ramon, Ramon take over because I want to sit here and listen to this conversation. Jeff. So we're sitting in the last segment, man, before you come on. First, good morning to you, Jeff, and I'm glad you had 10 hours of sleep, by the way, too, okay? That is awesome. Okay, so we were talking about Matthew Stafford's rib injury, and he was like, and I was like, man, I've had that. Let me tell you, it just sucks. Like, people hit us. He's like, well, you're 300-pounder bigger than Matthew Stafford. I'm sure they don't hit you like that. So, Jeff, will you please explain to him? that an ET or TE, depending on where you are on the offensive line, guard or tackle, that there is only, when they run those ETs, it's one goal. They tell the, the offensive lineman to do what? Run right into him and and, and, yeah, and bruise but, his ribs. We get those same but, issues, Jeff. But also, like if you're just standing around a pile at the end of a play, a D-line is going to come and jack you right in the ribs. Like, I, like, I, like what, like, do we not get hit because we're just we look like we're bigger than everyone else? Of course, we get hit in the ribs. Yeah, a, a TE. Yes, the, the the three techniques job is to hit us basically in the side and the ribs, and then bounce off and get to the quarterback. But yeah, like how many times have you just been by a pile, right? And some some D lineman just comes up and jacks you in the ribs as they run by you, right? It happens like all the time. Um, yeah, rib injuries. I've I think I had a little thing in training camp was like a little cartilage thing, man. It it yeah. hurts. It's, it it hurts a lot. Like even I can't believe Drew Brees. You're thinking about playing after breaking 11 ribs. Like that, that's so, it, it, it hurts. Yes. Those uncivilized D linemen, man, are the ones that cause those issues right there. They do it to quarterbacks and they do it to unsuspected linemen. So, yeah. yes, to your point right there, Jason, we have feelings too. I didn't say that that you weren't getting hit. I just felt like quarterbacks was probably getting hit harder because they're standing up tall and a defensive end has longer to get so he can get a little faster. Like it's just I just said that I thought that it might be harder. Not that you guys weren't taking shots. I also said you got people falling on you in the pile constantly. You minimized it. You minimized it, Jason. I did not minimize your suffering, Moan. You guys need to calm (laughs) yourselves down. Just a little bit. That said, if Drew Brees has been out for a long time with this rib cartilage, we know what a warrior Matt Stafford is. They tell you every time he plays football that he's only missed like two starts <laughs> and all of that kind of stuff. But do you expect Stafford to actually be able to play on Sunday? Um, I don't know. I mean, they're at a weird point in their season, right, where they're really not, you know, what, they're five and eight or something. I mean, they're not really in the playoff front. Uh, they have a backup, you know, not backup coach, but interim coach. Um, and you're right. We, we do hear that, that warrior mentality with Stafford a lot, right? Where it's like Stafford just plays through all these injuries. Um, I just, I think for him, it, it, and I know at some point you have to be selfish in your career. Like, why would he go out there and keep playing when he's really beat up? Like, there's really, and at some point you have, you used to be selfish as a player and be like, look, my, my status in, in Detroit is very secure, right? If they want to trade me because someone yeah. wants to, you know, go get me, fine, but I'll be the quarterback here next year. We'll have a new coach. 
you know, why would I continue to go out there and, and play with a busted body um, for a team that's not making the playoffs? So I, I, I don't know if he's that selfish. I don't think he is. But sometimes you have to make a decision like that. Um, I think he'll try to play. I mean, that's what he always tries to do. But, again, I don't know if that's always a smart thing to do. Yeah, so, Jeff, I got a question for you leading into this weekend, too. I got three thing, three teams here. Um, we're looking at the Titans, Bills, and Steelers. Which which ones of those teams are ascending or descending to you at this time of the year? Because you know, like I know, now is the time to start setting yourself up for the playoff yeah. run, the run, the momentum that everyone speaks of. Titans, Bills, and Steelers, ascending or descending from each one of those? Well, the Bills are ascending, but I want to I want to pause with their excitement about this, their offense. You know, people after they beat the Steelers are like, "Well, this is the team to beat the Chiefs." Have we like looked at their offense though? They scored 19 points against the Steelers. Uh, Josh yeah. Allen was like 25 of 43 for 260 yards. It wasn't like they went out there and smoked the Steelers. They had 19 points on offense. They scored seven. Remember on a pick six. Like it wasn't like it wasn't like the Bills just went out there and smashed the Steelers. The game was close to the very end. So. I want to caution everyone in the Bills. If you look at the, at the teams that they played that had any semblance of a run game whatsoever, Chiefs and Titans and um, uh, the, the Cardinals and the Rams, like they can easily be beaten when you can run the football. Now, actually, this weekend against Denver, that's going to be a very close game um, in Denver. The the Titans are obviously ascending um, as, as Derrick Henry is getting going, and you know they're going to he'll get really close close to two thousand yards. The problem with the Titans has been this all along. It's a third down defense and a lack of pressure. As good as their offense can be, I mean, you're telling me that they're going to Kansas City and they're going to all stop the Chiefs with their defense. I mean, that, that's my only issue with, with Tennessee. And then unfortunately, Ramon, your Steelers, man, my, my, they're going down. And my, my problem with them has been the same all year. I think I was vindicated the last two weeks. Offensively, yeah. there's just no explosiveness to the offense, right? And every yard, Looks so hard to get. Where is like yeah. where are the easy yards at? Where's the wide open wide receiver at? Where is the you know the the big uh, running lane at? And, and you know people keep blaming the Steelers' offensive line for the. I, I think it's I think it's schematic. They they're shotgun way too much. Um, they're they're simplified runs. You can only run like three runs at a shotgun. Right, the back is <laughs> offset. You know how easy you, you know how easy it is for defense when the back is literally on the left and you know he's only going to the right. Like they know what's happening. But, you know, Ben is Ben's not running the ball. It's not running RPOs at a shotgun, so the defense doesn't have to worry about it. All the quarterback on the shotgun runs. It's all it's a mentality thing in Pittsburgh. In my opinion, today is more just like the linemen are soft, like people suggest. I don't think that they the imagine got soft. It's just it's a matter of problems. So I, I think with the with the issues on on defense with injuries, and now the offense is just stalled out. I think Pittsburgh's going down. Buffalo, Tennessee, going up. Jeff. Lamar Jackson, poop or no poop? Oh, he was he was he was getting an IV. I mean, he might have maybe he went to go poop. <laughs> I don't know, but he definitely got an IV. I mean, he had the he had the, the bandage on his arm. It wasn't. Look, I I've, I think we've all had poop attacks before. It didn't take forty five minutes. So I mean, like, he was back there for a long time. Um, I think he's getting an IV. That was just so like, you know, if you had a Disney movie, it couldn't work out any better than that, right? For, you know, Trey hurts his knee on third down. Outruns Lamar, puts his helmet on. I mean, I don't think we've, we've, I don't think we've given enough love to Lamar in that situation. It was he hadn't played about forty-five real minutes, right? And he was getting yeah. cramp in, and he wasn't he wasn't terribly crisp, right? Like throughout the game, either fourth down, he comes in, he he could run for a first down. I thought I was like, I didn't, I, was, I almost didn't even see him throw the ball. Actually, when he rolled out, I, I 
turn my eyes to like the blocker in front of him to see if it was J.K. Dobbins to see if he was going to block and Lamar was going to run. And all of a sudden, I was like, oh, whoa, he threw the ball. Um, and, and then Hollywood, who had dropped three passes, caught the touchdown pass. He used the referee as, as, a, as a shield, too. Like, he could have been tackled, but he used the referee <laughs> as a shield. It was, like, it was like a Hollywood movie. And um, it was a great job by him in that moment. I actually thought like both quarterbacks um, played better almost in, in, like, a little bit of, like, a two-minute panic mode, right? Like, Baker just wasn't very good at drop-back passing, and all of a sudden they were down 14 and just boom, 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 boom. And, you know, the, the last drive of the game, Lamar has, like, four best passes out of the pocket, and they got down yeah. in, in the field goal range, and Tucker won the game. So um, it was, uh, no, I, I think he was cramping. Maybe maybe he pooped along the way, but I think it was full cramps. <laughs> um, real quick, even in that same game, though, and just, I guess, the, 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 the future forecast of the NFL, are a team like the Bills, who's been, I guess, in the, in the early 2000s, mid-2000s, been kind of bad on the struggle bus, and a team like Cleveland, who's been bad for the last 20 years, are they turning the curve and saying that, hey, we're here to stay and be competitive for a while? Because I'll be honest with you, God has played against the Bills for a little while. They have, well, I've always thought whether well, their ownership just want to make money. They're going to make money regardless. But now it seems like they're yeah. actually trying to compete. And the same with Buffalo. They've honestly just got a little bit of a bad beat. Um, but do you think they're turning the, cor- the corner in, in, in terms of being elites around the NFL? Well, this is the importance of hiring the right coach and general manager, right? So look at Buffalo. They hired Sean McDermott to coach, just outstanding, fundamentally sound, tough-nosed coach, and then Brandon Bean as a general manager. Brandon Bean, he, he was in Carolina when I was in Carolina. He was like the player, like, like, the, like the assistant to the coach of, like, who did, like, um, who did like logistics stuff, right? He was just worked his way up, do the business, he had a general manager. And then the drafting, the receipt, it, it's also about, in my opinion, it's about to bring in guys that fit what you do. So, for example, like bringing in Stephon Diggs and John Brown and Cole Beasley, three wide receivers that can run, right, can run really fast and can, and can help Josh Allen with his deep passing, right? They didn't get like a big possession wide receiver. That's not what the Bills do. And mm-hmm. so they match up their personnel with the offense or match up the personnel with the defense. I think far too often general managers bring in a guy that's, you know, that's good, it doesn't quite fit what offensive defense does. On, on Cleveland's side, I think Stefanski's a great coach. And, and, and I think I, I'm not quite sold on Baker quite yet. Um, I, I need to just, I need to see more of it. Like he's, he didn't play terribly well until the last couple of weeks. Um, and so I seem to kind of see more of him, but look, man, they have, they have the parts, right? They have the offensive line, outstanding offensive line. They have Miles Garrett, outstanding pass rusher. They have obviously, Vernon and Richardson and other guys inside that, that, that can rush the passer. They have a young secondary that's getting better. They have Landry and Joku and, and two two running backs. Like they're Cleveland's like kind of close, guys. Like they're 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 doing the right things now. Uh, I think Stefanski's doing a good job. So I think both those teams are close to being you know kind of in that perpetual playoff run. But the issue with any team in the AFC is you have Pat Mahomes in Kansas City for 15 years. Like you, you just yeah. you you have to be able to score. 35 points a game to beat them. Because, look, the, the idea of we're going to play defense, yeah, that's, that's great and all. I, I get that. But the Niners, who just played defense last year, about 31 points Super Bowl. You have to outscore the Chiefs. And right now, those two teams, I think, can't do it. Okay, what you just laid out right there, we already kind of talked about how the Titans aren't built 
to handle Kansas City's offense. Not that really anybody is, but when you look at the AFC, which team do you look at and say that's the team that's likely to give Kansas City the most trouble in the playoffs should they meet up? Um, you know, I, I still you know, Pittsburgh's defense is is the defense to do it, uh, but the offense again is just not. It just worries me. This is the thing about, you know, I like Pittsburgh all year. If they, it's just, it's too late in the year to figure things out, too. Like, that's part of the concern is you say, oh, they'll just, they'll figure it out for the playoffs. Eh, week 15, probably not going to be figured out. Um, you know, Baltimore's pretty interesting, too, because Baltimore defensively has the kind of mentality to get after Kansas City, but the problem is they pressure just too much, right? And the Chiefs, um, you know, are, are just, they just eat up pressure. So I, I think Tennessee, Tennessee can score with the Chiefs, but I don't think it's score enough. And we saw that, you know, the, the playoff game last year is exactly how this would, how they would play this year, right? It's like they would just, it would be close for a little bit. The, you know, the, the, the Titans would make a couple errors and the Chiefs would be up by two touchdowns. Like it's one of those things where I just don't know if there's a perfect AFC team for them. I'll tell you, there's, there's the NFC team, which is the Packers. Like they can, they can mm-hmm. score enough to beat the Chiefs. But my concern with the Chiefs more than anything else, I know Chiefs fans, don't agree with me, but I definitely think it's a thing. And I, I, I love to hear Ramon talk about this, even off the field, even, even next segment or something. They just don't close out games very well. They haven't covered the last five. And I worry that this mentality of like, oh, we'll just do it in the playoffs, right. kind of worries me. Because when you run up in the playoffs and you play a Tennessee team or a Buffalo team or Pittsburgh or Baltimore, like just, to, just saying like, oh, we'll just, you know, this is the time we turn on at the end. I don't know if that really works. I mean, they, they've been up now. They're 30 to 10 against the Dolphins. They need a fourth down to convert to steal the game away. They were up 17 nothing against Tampa. That game was a three point win for the Chiefs. They were up big against Carolina. That was a two point win for the Chiefs. I just, I, I worry that they're just not closing out games well enough. You know, Denver was a six point win. Like that game felt like a 24 10 game. It was 16 10. I just, yeah. I kind of worry that when they, when, when come playoff time, this this mentality of not closing out opponents will will really hurt them at some point. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I mean that that makes a lot of sense, Mo. I mean, yeah, we we've talked about that. We talked about them being closer than they should be. Although that Dolphins game, they're up twenty eight to ten after Mahomes has thrown two interceptions. Yeah, like they're just showing how dominant they can be offensively. But but yeah, you're right. You're flying a little close to the sun if if all these games are that close because you assume the playoff games are going to be even harder to win. Um, just on the other side of, of, of the college side, Jeff, if Ohio state makes it into the, uh, the, 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 the final four and plays in the playoffs, if they get drugged by a team, meaning they just lose pretty bad, does this break up what the CFP has for them? Considering it seems like if for anything, they want their blue bloods in the college playoffs because of why everybody's familiar with them and want to yeah. see them. Um, I mean, I think any team that plays Alabama is going to get drugged. So, probably, <laughs> um, um, you know, the thing about the CFP is I, I've been kind of firmly against the idea of expanding it to even six teams or eight teams. I think, I think we generally had a, a four, the four best teams. I'm okay with two teams in, in, you know, in the same conference making it. I just, I just, I'm okay with that. But the more I look at it, especially this year, man, like they're doing some mm-hmm. crazy things. They're, they're, they're discounting teams that have, that are undefeated, that have won two games, uh, you know, two ranked opponents instead of, you know, Florida who now lost again. And so it, I, I feel like, 
now more than ever, I'm more moving toward like the 16 playoff. Where we just take the conference winner and, and one, you know, next best team because it, it just, Ohio State's played four games. Yes, they look really good. I get it. Um, but they've played four games. Cincinnati keeps dropping. They're undefeated and they've beaten two ranked opponents. Like, why are they dropping? Like, I don't understand mm-hmm. why, you know, I get it. Cincinnati can never beat Alabama. I, I'm with you there. You know, they don't, they don't really, they probably don't deserve to be in a playoff. But they sort of do. They're undefeated. They, you know, they have two ranked opponents, you know, two ranked wins. Why would they not deserve that sixth spot if we go to, you know, conference champion? And also, the conference champion takes out the human element of it, right? Just if you win your conference, you're in. Mm-hmm, Very simple. Mm-hmm. No, no need for the human element. So I, I'm moving more in that direction. I just, it just when you when you hear them them talk about, there's no way they watch all the games. It's impossible. I, one of my <laughs> things I do is I, I, I'm, I'm on the Joe Moore Award for offensive line, right? So college football. Like, I'm supposed to watch all these offensive lines. It's freaking hard to watch every game. Like, I, <laughs> I don't understand how, how people that like are CEOs of, of companies and, and, you know, athletic directors, they, they have their own jobs to do. And you tell me they're watching like 100 football teams play. Get out of here. So I just think that if you just eliminate, the human part of it, just go conference champions, then there's no need for any of this handling. It's very simple. Yeah, I mean, I, I was yeah. with you. I was definitely on the fourteenth side, but over the last like year, maybe even year and a half, I've I've switched to where I think all five Power Five conference champions plus three, uh, three past that. I don't think you need to go past eight, but I think that that would make it more fair. You shouldn't have a Power Five where one of the Power Five at least is going to be left out because there's only four open slots. I know we don't have enough time to do this, but I hope you can hear the grin through your phone, Jeff. Taysom Hill, uh, regressing to the mean that we've always said. There's more film on him now. He doesn't have touch. He can throw fast and hard, but it, it, you don't know where it's going to go nine times out of ten. Do you think they beat the Eagles real quick on the way out? Do you think that they beat the Eagles on Sunday if Jameis Winston was the one in there instead of Taysom Hill? <laughs> Um, <laughs> I, don't know. I mean, I, I, I just, I, I think, I think, you know, Sean Payne is going to run this experiment as long as he can. Um, I'm curious if, if he'll play this weekend. They, they, you know, they can beat the Chiefs, but not with, not with Payton Hill quarterback. So, um, look, he is what he is, man. He's a, he's a 30 year old who is a limited quarterback. I mean, you're not winning Super Bowl with him. You're not winning many playoff cases with Payton Hill. I thought the Saints were kind of in prime upset situation there anyways. Just, you know, you know, you're facing back in quarterback, you're on the road, you're looking at the Chiefs, just felt like a spot where they would get beaten and they, they didn't play. Well, it wasn't a surprise they lost that game, but Taysom Hill's not the guy. You know, he might have some, some nude photos of Sean Payne somewhere that's that keeping the lineup. I don't, I don't understand that. I don't know. I don't get the, 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 the fever to play him all the time. I don't see it, but, you know, Sean, Sean's a good coach for a reason, but I think that they need to end this experiment quickly. Yeah. Amen. All right, Jeff, man. We appreciate it, brother. Take care of yourself. All right, take care, bud. Thanks, man. That's that's Jeff Schwartz. You guys getting sympathy to yes. open that interview. He's at Jeff Schwartz it. on Twitter, by the way. The picture me polling is Auburn a better job than Tennessee. A lot of your comments already coming in. Vote at J. Martin Ramon. We'll read some of those comments when we come back on 104.5 The Zone.